0: and
1: pageantry of college football lives here This is the Paul Feinbaum show our Ford podcast
2: This might be college football Heather.
3: We're back. Uh, thanks for being here. been a really interesting show. we had Blake Topmeyer who uh, broke down the final play again. Uh, but he did it better than anyone has. Reese Davis joined us as well. Fantastic conversation with College Game Day's host. And you heard from Rabelais a few minutes ago about what's going on. We were talking to Mark. I realized we didn't have time. So, Mark, you are back better than ever.
4: All right. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. So, Paul, I'm an Auburn graduate, and I, I, wanna, I want Hugh Freeze to be successful. But he's making it really hard to like him. And I'd like to get your perspective on two things related to his coaching job this season. Where I've had a lot of concerns, and one is the seemingly lack of player improvement throughout the season. It just doesn't seem like we got better, particularly at quarterback. And second is lack of game preparation. I mean, it's one thing to lose a game, uh, but to get manhandled by the likes of New Mexico State and Maryland, our RFLs just didn't show up ready to play. And I, I, and I see that from a coach who's getting paid a lot of money, a lot of experience. I, I just don't know how to feel about that. I'm just curious, what's your take on on this and the job freeze is doing in those areas?
3: Uh, Let me get a couple of things out of the way. And these are not uh, I like him, but type deals. But I uh, I've been a big fan of what he's what he's done in terms of changing the culture, uh, the recruiting. But when I saw him in Auburn for the Iron Bowl, I I was struck by a, a sense that he has been overwhelmed by the job and and all the things that come with it now what does that mean that means that it's not the sec is not the same nor is college football when he last was in this league liberty is was a different type of job and he mastered it and liberty is an amazing program but you don't have the same pressures and i think he is adjusting to that uh why it should be difficult i don't have any idea but it does and the situation with new mexico It was at New Mexico State. I I feel like I I I had a prism into that, considering that I was there the next week, and he essentially said that it's hard to get players' attention right now, and that's something that he's adjusting to. Now, what what happened last week in Nashville, I thought was inexcusable. Losing a game is fine, uh, but being just completely uh, outmaneuvered and outcoached, and then admitting afterwards what he did what was was really one of the most shocking college football statements I have heard all year. And I know it got lost in the shovel. And I was, frankly, bouncing around between the Georgia game and that game when I was out in California. So I didn't see every play, but I saw enough to make me sick. Uh, and the comment that got me, and I'm curious what you thought, was when he, he said, you know, I got so caught up in, in recruiting and development that I really just didn't have time to prepare for the game. That, that is yeah. something you should never say
4: yeah i agree with you paul I, that comment got my attention too um he's in a position and a career and getting paid the money to do more than one thing i do appreciate the needle moving on recruiting it's sorely needed compared to the harson era uh so I, I appreciate what he's doing on recruiting but i i'm I've, i was very disappointed in his head coaching job this year and the yeah. body of work he put together and and I was surprised he stuck with Thorne. I got to tell you, I was watching the warm-up of Maryland, and I watched their backup quarterback, aware of the headlines, as I watched the warm-ups of their starter gone, you know, uh, and to his brother being gone. and I, But I looked at him warming up, and I thought, that boy is a competitor. He yeah. came to beat our tail today. And damn if that's exactly what he went out and did. I look at Peyton Thorne, and he looks like he's just in it to try to meet cheerleaders. And it, there's just no fight in his eyes. I, I just... I don't know what to make of the quarterback situation and sticking with them for so long.
3: Uh, I think these are all legitimate and, and I, I think he's got some cleanup uh, to do because I don't want to ever try to speak for a fan base because you're an Auburn person. Uh, but I spent a lot of time around Auburn people and, and, and I sense that you're representative of how the hardline Auburn fan has reacted because I, I've known a lot of Auburn people over the years, and winning is very important, and, and it's demanded. But how, how you go about your day to day, and especially on Saturday, means means as much, win or lose.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Paul, I appreciate your insights you. and uh, your show and everything you do. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear from you, Mark. And I'm listen.
3: I, I like what Hugh Freeze has done. It's a great story, but uh, what a, what an absolute what an absolute brutal ending! Uh, and he was fortunate that there's so many things that happened Saturday and Friday night, and obviously Monday. Uh, another Ole Miss player, uh, who, another running back in the portal. So there's a, there's a lot of change. There's a lot of change going on in Oxford right now. John is in St. Louis. Uh, hello, John. Paul,
5: how are you doing today? Uh, John, quite well. Paul. I wanted to talk a little bit about Mr. Nixon. Remember Mr. Nixon? Uh, Not
3: only do I remember him, uh, I have probably read not only his memoir, but probably 10 books on Nixon uh, throughout the years. So I feel conversant on the subject. Well, you must have a very high opinion of him then, right? In fact, I really didn't, but I was just, uh, I I happened to be a teenager uh, as he was crashing and burning. So it's one of those things that's embedded when, when, when you're, when you're 16 years old and the president of the United States is being impeached and resigns or 17. And by the way, nowadays, that's not a big deal. It's fairly commonplace uh, to see a president uh, under fire. But it was not it was it was unique uh, and it was it was a it was a flashpoint in American history.
5: Well, I, I, I hate to disagree with you, Paul, but I have a very high opinion of Mr. Nixon.
3: Well, good. And
5: one of the, the, one of the, one of the reasons why is has come down to the fact, the matter is, Paul, is Mr. Nixon never had an issue taking on the press.
2: And, you know, well, the he's fact really that kind. he was
5: completely paranoid about Well, that, yeah, that, that's your um, opinion, the sir. Fact,
3: the, no, it's not my opinion. I, I, I no, just got through telling you I read 10 books on Nixon. Can you let me talk here? Uh, well, n- not, not if you're saying something incorrect. The bottom line is he wiretapped well, the, media. Uh, he, uh, had the, had the media. Uh he uh He had the media, the IRS uh, audit the media. He had an enemies list. I, I appreciate your, your candor okay. and your, well, your fandom of him, ple- his treatment of the media. Let
5: me say. Let me finish my point, Paul. It's all yours. Yeah, I'm very candid about these things and very strong about my beliefs with uh, the way things really are, Paul. And I'm going to tell you right now, the one thing that Mr. Nixon talked about when he talked to the press, I don't know if you remember back in 1962 year he talked about how the press can play angles and give people a shaft and i can tell you the shaft that your your program paul continues to give university of missouri is a big bunch of hooey and not a half an hour ago or 45 minutes ago you made a comment sir about something to the effect that Ohio State didn't play all of their players, and so you discounted. Well, no, I said, I said, if you get, uh, I said the,
3: John, if you would calm down, the that their starting the quarterback in the Michigan Missouri game University. is now in Syracuse, and their best player on the team, Marvin Harrison Jr., opted out of the game. That was my point.
5: Right. Who cares Pretty about significant Marvin point Harrison when you're, Jr.? Your starting We're quarterback talking... and your best wide receiver and best player overall is not well, in the game. You did, you did, okay, this is what I'm talking about, Paul. You didn't tell the whole story. Oh, okay. And that's what Mr. Nixon would talk about. Oh. The University of Missouri had four players on their team that also opted out. So we didn't have all of our best players on the field to face Ohio State. Mm -hmm. But you didn't mention that, did you, Paul? Uh,
3: Frankly, John, it really didn't interest me a whole lot. I was making a point about Ohio State and Michigan.
5: Uh, what I would is, like to do, though,
3: John, is talk you, more about your uh, absolute love you, for a, a president who, had he not been pardoned, would have gone to jail. Who says he would have gone to jail, Paul? Uh, I'm telling you, he, uh, he uh, every every person who's, of that era. Who's
5: opinion?
3: I, I mean, John, I don't want to upset Mr. you Nixon because, says, because Nixon yes. does not look as bad in 2024 as he did in 1974 when he resigned and was impeached. But the guy was well, a crook, okay? He no, was a he criminal, a and he was the he, president of the United well, States.
5: Richard, well, Richard E. Nixon, Paul. Richard. Uh, by the way, his
3: middle name was Millhouse, not not E. It was Richard M. Nixon.
5: No, his middle initial was Emmett. Uh,
3: his middle name was Millhouse. <laughs> Paul, you know all I can tell Listen, you. is I I, is I think there are many things I don't know much about, but you, you you've come down the wrong avenue to argue with me about Richard Nixon.
5: Well, I can tell you right now, sir, there's a lot of people in this country who have a lot of respect for Richard E. Nixon, and you know what? <laughs> By all? the way, John, there's not a person
3: in America who has respect for Richard E. Nixon, because yes, I don't yes, know who Richard E. Nixon <laughs> is.
5: Yes, they do. No, they, they don't. Have, well, they have a tremendous amount of respect for Richard E. Nixon. and <laughs>
3: <laughs> They do not have respect for Richard E. Nixon.
5: And I really also, real, Paul, let me just tell you real quick here. The
3: 37th president of the United States was Richard M. Nixon. <laughs> anyway. No, Paul, no, no there's no, nothing anyway. The, the I'm just, yeah, line, I am Paul, trying
5: to keep this factual. No, the, the bottom line is, Paul, when you talk business, let's talk business. Let's, don't, let's play on a level playing field. And you know something, Paul, your show does not play on a level playing field with with program. It is true. But I've never been I've never
3: been an unindicted co-conspirator. I've never been impeached by the House impeachment committee and would have been impeached by the Senate. That's never happened in American history, or at least it hasn't happened since I think Andrew Johnson. It didn't even happen a couple of years ago when the president was impeached twice. I have never left uh, this. I have not yet left this position in shame. Could could still be coming after There's this phone call. There's plenty of well, time after Paul? this John conversation.
5: Paul, do you know what? I've communists? never uh,
3: I've never tried to put newspaper publishers in jail. I've never tried to do any of those things. I've just tried to be fair. Well, Paul, you know what a communist is. I, I'm fairly conversant on the subject, but thanks for thanks for asking.
5: Paul. You are a communist. You don't let
6: people talk over and out,
3: over and out. That's an old naval phrase, isn't it? Okay. uh, we have to take a break more on the life and times of Richard E. Nixon, who went, went to Whittier College and whose law degree was from Duke University. I'm going to call Duke University right now and see if they have a Richard E. Nixon on their files listening to the
1: Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com paul. That's him dot paul for your personalized ED treatment options. hymns.com paul. Hard are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan.
7: Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to find. Finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: Things I didn't expect here as we returned to the Situation Room. We'll save you Googling Richard E. Nixon. Uh, We looked it up. We didn't just go to Wikipedia, which isn't always an accurate source. We went to whitehouse.gov. And the 37th president of the United States, that man you're looking at right there, was Richard M. Nixon. Now, what uh, Danny told me, we think we know why John thought his middle name was E. it was Emmett because the middle name is Emmett. I think John thought for some reason that Emmett begins with an M because it starts out with the word M. <laughs> Figure that one out. Oh man, that was crazy. Uh, Augie in New Orleans is up next. Paul, do you, I, I didn't know you had a party card, Paul. I do. You
2: belong to the party? I am uh, a proud carrier. Well, you've been called a lot of things and you will continue to be called a lot of things on air. But have you ever been called a communist on the air? That is the first time.
3: Now, by the way, uh, in the 50s, being called a communist uh, would pretty much end. It would end your career.
2: Well, are you worried that Tuberville might call you before the Senate Select Commission on subversion? Have you now uh, or have
3: you ever been a communist, Mr. Feinbaum?
2: And John from Louisville, John from Louisville, John from St. Louis will be called in to testify. John from, John, from,
3: John from, he did uh, tend to uh, mirror J- Joseph McCarthy, did he not? And he also becomes a little Joseph Stalin, too.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that, but that, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> Joe Stalin, Joe Stalin, without a doubt. You know, when he was younger, they called him Joey Stalin. Joey, Joey,
3: little Joey. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, Vladimir. Hey, by the
3: way, Augie, when uh, you're in first grade and they say, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And and the guy says, I want to be just like Joseph Stalin. That's not a good look.
2: Hey, I I can tell you there were some kids I knew who could have uh, riled him. But, you know, Paul, John did call you out and rightfully so, because, you know, Richard uh, Emmett Nixon um, was his real name. He changed it (laughs) after he uh, got out of fifth grade. So. John was right, but he was right in calling you out. You, you, when you, and I picked it up when, when you were talking about the Missouri uh, bowl win, and you mentioned that Ohio State was without Harrison and the quarterback. I knew it was going to trigger some of the Missouri fans, and also the Florida State fans are going to call you and say, see, you just made our point. So you got to be careful how you phrase these things because people are going to jump on it, and they're going to run with it but um, I'm kind of curious, Paul, after the game was over, what was your itinerary? Because it was like, I went to bed really late and I didn't get up until like noon the next day and you've already had like five or six TV appearances in different time zones.
3: It was simple, so it, it was really very there? simple. The, 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 there was one objective, get out of there fast, um, get to LAX, uh, get on the plane and, and come home. And, uh, I This is we've done this a couple of years and 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 L.A. is one of those places you can get back because uh, I I live in a city where there there's a lot of flights. uh, So I took uh, I took a 1015 Pacific time flight, which is 115 where I live. And the the, the best part about it, I was able to watch the entire Sugar Bowl without any concern. But yeah, Yeah. I got home about uh, I, I walked into my house at 630 and was on uh, TV fairly quick. I, mean, I took a shower and fed my dog. And uh,
2: So you got no sleep? That is correct. So, Paul, I'm, I mean, I'm younger than you, not, not by a lot, but by some. And if I don't have my eight hours, I'm not going to make it. Uh, you can get by with no sleep or little sleep? Yes.
3: Uh, and it's only because uh, here, here's why. Here, here's what you can't do, uh, and I, I don't want to give a dissertation because I know a lot of people that, that are up, policemen, physicians, all kind of, uh, power workers in storms, so they're up 36 hours in a row. But if you have a purpose when you get back, uh, it helps you. And, I, and it was a very busy day, to say the least. And I think if I didn't have much to do, I would have gone to sleep. And I, did that. I used to do that. I, I would try to get an hour or two of sleep. It's the worst thing in the world, Augie.
2: Well, I'll I got home and my, my wife said, well, you
3: need to get. I said, no, <laughs> I, don't, I know what I need to do. I need to make so coffee. I need me, to uh, go upstairs and, uh, and listen to Mike Greenberg.
2: So what you're telling me is, Augie, you have no purpose. That's why you need so much sleep. Uh, I thank you for that, Paul. <laughs> no, it,
3: it's, I, I, th- I think I, I don't know what I mean, there are people who have gone a long time without sleep, haven't they? So, uh, well,
2: I'm sure, you know, if you're a Navy SEAL on a long mission, you're yeah. not going
3: to <laughs> I mean, sleep. If, if you're a <laughs> SEAL Team 6, you're probably not worried about missing a night of sleep.
2: I think DOD has some pills, though, that those guys Hey, by the way, though, Augie, uh,
3: it's one thing to miss sleep and, and do open-heart surgery. It's another thing to miss sleep and talk about the most obvious bad <laughs> call in college football history.
2: Anyway, Paul, you got to have the caller house, and you need to make John— the like the the RA for the uh, caller house. I think he'd be a great. Oh no, manager. yeah,
3: yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, we're going a survivor. We got an idea for that. I think it was uh, squirrel who came up with the idea, and we're going to we're yeah, going to get it. A, we're, we we we're part of a network here that has a lot of affiliates, and uh, we're going to see if we can get it sold, and start taping it in late spring, early summer, and John is going to be. What is he going to be? The headmaster. He's used to be the R.A. The yeah, he'll walk around what, with a ruler and like back in Catholic high school, like <laughs> wrap your knuckles.
2: He's the guy who hands out the toilet paper when you run yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> All right. Thanks, Paul.
3: Thanks. Uh, by the way, uh, Deontay Lawson, Alabama's linebacker, has now confirmed. He, uh, he is returning. Alabama lost a number of players today, like other players, other schools have as well. Mike is up next in Louisiana. Hey, Paul good afternoon how's it going man We are doing great
1: yeah you're doing great uh, i just I just feel bad for you I called you on the 21st after uh, John had called again and uh just kind of suggested you might ought to dodge these John calls but here you go you're you know, right you're like right
3: it. i uh, I am w- 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 <laughs> w- I'm a glutton for uh for pain
1: the old deal <laughs> long time ago which you might not be uh young enough to remember Steve Martin on uh, Saturday Night Live he was doing one of those live things of a well, singer and yeah and, and he grabbed the microphone and they dropped water down on him and it, it shook him you know like he got electrocuted and he backed off and and sure enough he went back and grabbed it again
3: <laughs> yeah no, I know I'd like to be like Steve Martin <laughs>
1: But uh, but no, I, I think he went he went and started digging up stuff because that last time he was uh, on you there, it had, didn't have anything to do with Dick Nixon.
3: You know? Yeah. No, he. Uh, listen, uh, I have come to not to get back to Nixon again, but I've come to respect Nixon. Uh, he, he did some good things. <laughs> uh, he, he did some crooked things. But but I don't mind you saying Nixon on foreign policy. Well, I mean, he was he opened the, the door to China um but to come in to come in here and, talk, and praise Richard Nixon for the way he dealt with the media i mean that that's easily one of his weakest uh that, that was the beginning did. of his problems
1: and paul he's not the only one
3: is weighted up well no but i mean by, because he started wiretapping everyone and uh bugging uh but he he was he was uh his paranoia about the media and his insecurity because he wasn't one of these Eastern elite really was what
1: brought him down. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think it's as much about that as that old, what, uh, in the in the in uh, one of our favorite songs where the preacher man wants to do a little walking too. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. I think
1: he, he he wants a show or something because... Yeah, well, I, uh,
3: I, don't, I want John... Uh, why
1: he would get off into Richard Nixon. Well, because uh, like he's
3: that. foolish, okay? <laughs> I mean, he's... Uh, He's got a problem. Uh, And and I I will tell John and I'll tell you this, Mike, uh, I'm a sports talk show host, but there are there are train there are trained physicians that can prescribe medication and treatment. Facilities and recovery that will not cure John's problem, but it will lessen the pain that he's suffering right now. We'll take a short break.
0: You're listening to the
3: Paul
1: Feinbaum Show Podcast.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
3: A.J. is up next. Well, if it isn't
7: Paul, perscapacious fine bomb. Always like loving to uh, flex that intellectual... uh, deep vocabulary and throwing them words at people but yesterday you failed to do so paul when you was chiming in with that devil from tuscaloosa you classified me as a loser am i correct uh i don't recall you know, or you take you please the fifth
4: well,
3: well it's not matter about the fifth, of i really don't remember it because there there are certain calls i pay a lot of attention to and there are some i uh i start an early jump on my taxes <laughs> Well, let me let let's let's talk about losing for
7: a minute. With your uh, you know your early season prognostications that you had, you know LSU's gonna win the West, Alabama's done, Georgia's gonna three peat, Michigan but Michigan won't be a competitive team, Auburn won't compete with Alabama. The higher I could go on and on and on about your losing prognostications. Well, but by, by the way, uh,
3: you're uh, I don't mind you, Mr. Paul. Being, I don't mind you being critical, but I had Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State in my in my uh, for my top four, at the beginning of the year. Negative. Uh, Negative. I don't you think had, it is, had, considering how I LSU, went on ESPN went with West that. Off. But you're welcome to think whatever you want.
7: No, well, you you actually absolutely. I looked back to make sure that you you did absolutely have LSU winning the West. I did not. But regardless of that, it was all you were wrong about it all. You were so
3: you're classified as a loser yourself. Okay. Well, I, so I you classify your, I'm a I'm a. Yeah, but, hey, AJ. If I'm a loser. Yes sir. And and I obviously I am because you said I am. Well, you said I was yesterday. And so only and by the, the way, something. only one of us is right. Yeah, me. Right, you.
7: I listened to it. I heard it. Okay. I heard
2: it. you may and, not have And what, and sleep,
3: what, are heard so, it, what are you so what are you so offended person, by being person. called a loser? I mean, I was talking to the best caller on the show, Jim from Tuscaloosa. G-
7: Again, you're wrong. That is absolute hysterical to say the devil is the best caller on the show. The communist devil is the best caller on the show. I mean, say you're wrong about that, too, Mr. Paul. Perscapacious fine bomb, bore down perscapacious (laughs) evil.
3: This poor guy cannot get anything right. He he called Jim from Tuscaloosa a communist? communist Wow. he called him a communist devil. The, the only the only loser in that conversation was actually me because I, I was legitimately trying to correct him on his falsehoods as opposed to just being quiet and letting him ramble. What's the old cliche about being a fool? Uh, yeah. Adina is up next.
6: I don't know how I got lucky enough to be after that guy that just talked, and several of the others but at least i made it um i just wanted to say that when we heard that you were going to be on the float the espn float right we decided to go to the rose bowl parade buy tickets buy parking passes that didn't arrive to the fountain blue in time, so we bought them twice and i was standing there as the float came around the corner holding up my ESPN sign, so excited, screaming, and then the buzzed-off hair guy that, uh, I guess his name's Pat, he was screaming at me. I didn't realize he was a Michigan person. But, yeah, that was very disappointing. But I said, well, I'm not taking that sign to the game. You know, he'll never see it. I don't even think he's going to still be there. But I got to ya which made my entire day, thank God, because it went south. But um, it was so great to see you. I just want you to know yeah, that.
3: By the way, what yeah. was the, how, was it, how was it to watch the parade? Was that fun?
6: It was great because we bought those uh, grandstand tickets. Right. But we bought them so close to time that I had to have them FedExed to pass to the new Fountain Blue Hotel, Okay. which I'm now in a little tiff with. Because when I called them, they said that, that it hadn't arrived and we had to go back into LA, back to that place. Oh, wow. Buy another parking t- Yeah.
3: I appreciate your effort. Uh, I, I, wish, I, I wish I'd have known. I would have abandoned the float and come to come see you.
6: I know. Well, you were talking with that, that couple, that nice looking couple, when I. Waved
3: oh. At you. oh okay yeah bill hancock and his that
6: wife. was me that was me paul <laughs> okay it
3: was, hey, it was, it was, was a little confusing and uh, i do apologize i wish i wish i had known but we really got We're out okay. of there pretty quickly i mean
6: um they told you and you waved and that was good enough for me even if you didn't know but okay. um my doctor i went to the doctor today and he said his son saw you at the airport and took a picture with you oh wow I was like, great, that's great. I didn't get to talk. But anyway, I just wanted to say after the game, the Michigan fans were the best ever at, at taking a win. Not rog. one ugly comment mm. all the way to the car until I got on social media, and it got very ugly, and I started analyzing it. It wasn't Michigan that was being ugly. It was the other members of the SEC and like kind of a front for Michigan. And I just want to say one more thing because I think it's important. You know, I understand, you know, talking smack because believe me, I do it. But when you start talking about Nick Saban, a man who has spent his life with principled effort, cares for others, you know, works all the time, to say rude things about him leaving or you know, just ugly things about him in general, that really doesn't say, does not speak well for you or or anybody's team that's saying it. Because we've all been through ups and downs. We know one day Nick's going to leave. I mean, we, we went through some rough coaching in the early 2000s, but to, that is a person that you're talking about that hears some of these things. And I know he's developed a skin, but that people just need to think about what they say because these are humans that they're talking about.
3: We are uh, officially out of time for this program. We, we appreciate all of you for uh, being a part of it. Uh, some really interesting guests uh, today. We'll uh, see you right here
1: tomorrow. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.